Welcome to the Got Your Six podcast. This podcast brings together current service members and veteran high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Sixers. What an absolute treat today. I am joined by the legend himself, Dave Bailey, founder of the Tomorrow Project. We're going to get into a lot of things in this episode, so buckle up. Dave, thank you so much for being here, brother. Yeah, man. First off, thanks for having me, dude. I'm excited. I was telling you off the air, this is my first ever podcast, so who better to do it with? Yeah, (laughs) and I am honored. We're in an unfortunate club. Uh, We both lost family members to suicide, but that's kind of what kind of brought us together as we've, you know, battled adversity. You recently experienced some adversity doing the 448. Why'd you talk about kind of what that is, where it came from, and why you did it? Yeah, man. The 4 by 4 by 48 if you don't know, it's you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. It's actually a uh, David Goggins challenge. If you're a big fan of him, then you probably already know it. My buddy Rob actually did it last year, and I was out of town, so unfortunately, I didn't do it with him. So I was like, well, then I got you next year, man. I'll do it with you. So he definitely uh, convinced me to go all in on it. And yeah, if you haven't done it, it's brutal, man. There's there's no other word to say it than just brutal. Mentally brutal, physically brutal. It's just the perfect test of like your mind versus your body. So overcoming that adversity, right, where you think your mind's ready to quit, but your body can still kind of give more and vice versa. Is that something you've implemented from your time in the Navy? So I was an ABE in the Navy. I worked on the flight deck. I was the the guy that would get underneath the the jets, hook them to the catapult, and then we launch them off the flight deck. So if you know anything about that world, you know that ABEs work 18 hours a day on deployment every single day, and it was a nine-month deployment. So really anything in life I compare to, if I could do that, then everything else is a joke. So just having that mentality going through my four years in the Navy with that rate, which is grueling, yeah, I just use that and any aspect I can in life. So definitely took that mindset into the the four by four by 48. What inspired you to kind of be able to get to that point? You know, not only to get underneath your first gen hookup, like what clicked in your mind for you to just kind of be like, all right, this is the job I need to do. I'm ready to execute it. One is just a sense of being a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. It was just definitely a cool job. You got your, your peers counting on you to go and do this, to accomplish the mission. So you almost don't even have a choice. You just got to do it and you got to send it and go for it and be as safe as possible doing it. Um, Because you got not only the people on the flight deck counting on you, but I mean, your country counting on you to be able to launch these jets off and accomplish the mission. And even that, taking that into 4 by 4 by 48 like I put that pressure on myself going into it. I posted a month before telling everyone I was going to do this. I kind of put that pressure on myself. I even did, and I did it with a team that was doing this with me to accomplish this goal of donations. So in my head, there was just no choice. Like even if I had to walk the four miles, I wasn't going to let myself not do it because there's people counting on me to get this done. We set a goal that we need to accomplish with the, the three grand donated, which we 
destroyed. I think it's a sense of putting that positive pressure on yourself and not letting the people down that are counting on you is what got me through it. Where do you think that comes from? I don't even know, man. Just maybe just my own personal, just inner self. But I mean, it's definitely nothing that is put on me by anyone else in my outside world. It's just always just something I've always kind of put on myself to do. Yeah, I think that's just something that you're either a part of that, you're either cut with that cloth or you're not, to put just unnecessary pressure on yourself that maybe others aren't even expecting of you. So understanding that that piece that is, that is critical, right? That personal accountability where you, you set these meaningful goals that when you come back and you're faced with challenges and you know obstacles are in your path, you can continue to stay focused on, hey, this is the end state. Do you think that also is what helped inspire you to kind of put that pressure on you after the unfortunate events of your brother taking his own life to start the Tomorrow Project? Yeah, that's a great question. For me with Tomorrow, it was a calling. I've, I've been blessed as a graphic designer and creative director to just know the industry that is e-commerce and uh, the industry of sports. So for me, it was like, I've already been blessed with these skills. I already know how to do everything from designing tees to setting up a website. Let me use these skills that I've been given to hopefully make a positive change for others. So it was actually maybe two weeks after my brother died. And um, it's during COVID, so we're all, we all got our garage gyms. I'm in the gym working out. And I'm just thinking, you know, like, what can I do that someone else isn't feeling the way that I'm feeling right now? And I was like, I mean, I could easily set up a brand. And then I started just thinking of thinking of names, like different names are going through my head. And then just the name tomorrow just like kept coming up, like for whatever reason. And I was like, man, like if I can even inspire one person to live to see tomorrow, like, man, what a, what a cool thing that could be. So yeah, just like that, I kind of jumped into it, started an Instagram and just slowly over the last two years kind of grew it to where it is today. I think if you're given the skills to make a difference for people, you should use that for good. The amount of self-awareness that that took, and I don't know if you've given yourself credit to look into that, right? Because you've taken the time to take the skill set that you understand, something that is meaningfully impactful to not only yourself, but others, and then leverage that all together to continue the conversation in a positive way. I mean, in two years, you've done what takes people sometimes 10 to 15 years to accomplish. I mean, we got the Fight Like Hell Games coming out in uh, July, which is going to be an incredible CrossFit event with some of the elite athletes in the sport competing and vying for the top slot. It is absolutely incredible what you've been able to accomplish in 24 months. I really appreciate that. Yes, that's obviously a good goal, but I mean, it doesn't happen without the community around me, without the support of, you know, my wife, my friends, everyone that's like, just let me dive into this head first without, you know, the fear of breaking my neck. Because what, what's the worst that could happen? You know what I mean? Like I start this brand, no one follows and, you know, I go about my business or does it become something that actually could change people's lives and give them a sense of community, give them a sense of belonging, letting people like us know that may have lost loved ones to suicide, know that there is a community that understands them. And maybe you're struggling with depression, knows that there's a community that supports you. That's my hope with tomorrow. And yeah, I just want to keep putting the, the pedal to the metal and seeing where this can go. So as you put the pedal to the metal, how are you challenging yourself with the Tomorrow Project? 
that's like, I mean, the fly like hell game is a perfect example. I'm not an event coordinator. You know what I mean? Like I've never done anything like this. Luckily I have the support of Melissa, who's the gym owner of Cornerstone Fitness, who has also lost my loved one to suicide. So she's been behind me 100%, um, letting us use her venue. She's done events before. So having someone like her in my corner, I mean, it makes the world a difference. But yeah, I mean, this is definitely going to be a push. I mean, I'm counting on people actually signing up and coming. I mean, it could be a huge bust, you know what I mean? But you're not going to know unless you try. Um, Hopefully, year by year, this gets bigger and bigger. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And as you talked about, right, like, putting yourself out there and allowing not only what you've built, but this community to be vulnerable and experience a new event that is, you know, massive. And then leveraging skills of members within the community to help make this what it is. Would you say understanding that has greatly improved your life or is there something else that you've learned through, you know, the trials and tribulation of starting up Tomorrow Project has really kind of changed the game in ways you never imagined? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, def- it's definitely greatly improved my life. Just, just being able to count on others and build a community of like-minded people. I mean, I'm, I'm personally an introvert at heart. I mean, even doing this podcast right now takes a lot. So pushing yourself to put yourself out there to experience things with people, to know what you're going through that may be struggling, that are fitness-oriented, that that want to, to do better with their lives. Like, I mean, there's nothing better than than our community that we both know it's changed my life like i don't know where i'd be right now if i kind of hadn't pushed myself to these these parts that we're currently going like you said you you started to exist on that fringes of growth that the comfort zone to where you're pushing into like an uncomfort zone and i love how you use that shared hardship of physical fitness to really bring the whole community together because no matter how strong you are i mean that kind of shows like where everybody's skill sets are, they all are working together to accomplish the same goal. Yeah, I mean, and it correlates, right? Like even the four by four by 48, like, I mean, three o'clock in the morning run, like the last thing I want to do is is get my shoes on and go lit my way four miles. But I think it just shows to your own grit to to keep moving forward, whether that be fitness or whether that be you're struggling for depression, you're just trying to see tomorrow. You know what I mean? That, there's definitely a, a correlation that, that goes between the two. When you were three o'clock in the morning doing four miles, where were you in the sense of like being able to keep one foot in front of the other? Like what did you lean on or use as motivation to keep pushing? One would definitely be the, like I said before, the positive pressure I put on myself by telling people I was going to do this. I didn't want to Sunday afternoon when this is over, roll around and me say I didn't complete it. And then even even leaning on the guys that I was running with. So the second night of runs I actually did solo. I wanted to do some runs by myself to just kind of have that that personal time. But I knew in my head like my buddies are are running this right now too. And if they're gonna get it done, well hell so am I. You know what I mean? So definitely leaning on that that positivity from my buddies knowing that they're doing this and if they can do it then I can do it. And that was actually my favorite run too. The three o'clock in the morning run, dude, was was fun. Yeah. Tell us about it. So that run, that run was definitely the turning point of of it for me. So at that point, we're 30 something miles in. It's three o'clock in the morning. It's actually a nice weekend here in Cincinnati. But that run, I'm halfway through. 
and just torrential downpour on me halfway through it. Like the hardest rain I've seen in forever. And it was so bad. My wife actually called me halfway through like, babe, like it's crazy out there. Let me come get you and you can just ride the bike inside and finish. I'm like, well, no, no, no. Like I'll finish this out. It'll be fine. And as I'm running, as I'm running back, dude, lightning is going off in the background. I'm just soaked wet, wet. And one of the cooler moments of the whole thing is as I'm, I cut back through my neighborhood at the end of the street is my house with my garage door. And I can see my wife like in it, in the garage, like cheering me on. It's three o'clock in the morning, you know, and she's in there up cheering for me. And that was definitely like, okay, this, the rest of this is easy. Like I got my support system with me. You know, we're already almost done. Like, let's fucking do this. So that was easily my favorite run of the whole whole time. I mean, definitely what got me through, through the rest of the maybe 12 plus miles ahead left. I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps from that because yeah. we can all put ourselves in a position of experiencing, you know, pretty, pretty harsh circumstances and then getting so close to the end and then just having like, almost like all that other hardship that got you to that point kind of just floods away because you're just so focused because you have so many people around you supporting you, loving what you're doing. Ah, It's just, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a testament to just how, how important our, our support is in our inner corners and, and showing appreciation for those people that are there for you. And that's something you do too with the tomorrow project is it's not just the community itself where you, you, people can know, like you and I can go and, you know, not vent, but just know other people have gone through, you know, this type of hardship, but you're constantly giving back to these phenomenal groups, canines for warriors. I mean, the list goes on. And I think that's an intricate part of the community. Yeah. Yeah. Canines for warriors, mission 22. Yeah. And that, that was the whole reason I started was for this to give back because it's important. And there's people out there like my brother, you know, like your dad, like Melissa's brother that I mentioned before that are struggling, that don't feel like they have a place to turn. And these communities give those people hope. And hopefully tomorrow gives those people hope. But these are the, the organizations that are actually putting in the work that are, that are providing, you know, service dogs for vets, providing money for therapy. And they, they need to be supported. I want to go back kind of to the run for real quick. And you talked about how you didn't want to fail. Like you didn't want to end the weekend on failure. But I know through our conversations, you know, we failed a lot. What failure specifically has ultimately led to a great success in your life? Getting into design was a continued failure. I had taught myself graphic design, didn't even go to school for it. And then constantly, as, as I'm trying to get into the industry, you know, constantly getting shut down, getting opportunities, getting shut down. And then I finally, one of the times I remember, I finally landed a job for a local apparel company and they canned me after like two months. And I just remember thinking like, shit, like, what what am I doing right now? Like my wife's counting on me. Uh, I'm trying to get into this business of graphic design because it's what I love to do. But yeah, what am I doing? Like, and that could have easily been a moment where I just said, you know, so much for graphic design, like I'll go do whatever construction or whatever. But yeah, going right back to what we talked about with support systems, like my wife was still right there with me, like didn't bat an eye, just said, keep going. I kind of continued my kind of side gig freelance business at the time. And then maybe two weeks later, I landed this brand called Donuts and Deadlifts, which you may have not heard. They're a pretty gigantic powerlifting 
like fun brand. They are massive. Yeah, and they're they're still a client today, but landing them kind of propelled me into this industry of like fitness and design and and where honestly where I am today, like tomorrow I wouldn't even be here if it weren't for like that opportunity and where I led. But man, what a pivotal moment of like who knows, like that my life could have totally shifted if I would have just gave up there and like not kept going. Dave Bailey, thank you so much for coming on, sharing about tomorrow project, the fight like hell games. But before we go, they'd be like, I got one last question. How are you better today than yesterday? This right here, man, putting yourself out there and in times where you feel vulnerable. Um, I'm not I'm not a big kind of guy that gets in front of the camera. Um, if you fall tomorrow, I've only been on a couple of times, but there's definitely something I'm trying to do more is put myself out there, share my story, share tomorrow, try to help other people that may be struggling like our family members did. And yeah, I just try to keep this going and <laughs> keep up the positive vibes, you know? And that's why you and I hit it off from the jump, right? Sharing tomorrow so others can have a tomorrow as well. Dave, thank you so much. Where can people go to connect with you? Yeah, man. So you can go hit me up on Tomorrow Project uh, if you want to check out our Instagram. Uh, if you want to check out our sites, tomorrowproject.com. If you live in the Midwest Ohio area, Five Like Hell Games would be taking place July 23rd in Cincinnati, Ohio. You can check out the Instagram, Five Like Hell Games, and our link's in the bio to sign up for that. Or if you want to hit me up personally, underscore Dave Bailey underscores my, my personal account. So be definitely one to chat with you. And we'll make sure all that's linked in the show notes for the episode so people can constantly revert back to you, my man. I can't thank you enough for sharing your time, your methods, your strategies. And most importantly, thank you for having our six, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's an honor, man. I appreciate you having me. Sixers, thank you for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend, pass it along. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we warrant because we love what we do here at the Got Your Six podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.